this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Squiggy. Made up words. Steakums. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. Joining me at the table are my two favorite people in the whole wide world. It's Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! How are you doing, Jen? I'm doing great, Matt. It's nice to see you in the flesh. We Skyped last week. We did. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. This is funner. This is funner. This is more funner. Maddie, how you doing? I'm fine. Have we all recovered from kickstarting our hearts? I b- <laughs> uh, I made so many people watch that. I, uh, I I talked to several people at work. I also played the uh, the jazz daredevil for yes. somebody, and it it destroys people. He hated it. Well, no, she she thought it was funny, but it was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it was like, no, that's not the reaction. We're so going I out. tried, I tried flute fails, and it was like, <laughs> this is the wrong person to show these videos to. Obviously, yeah. Sorry, Matt. If this is your first time joining us, what we do around these parts is we watch Anthology Horror. It's a horror television show where every episode is different, and this week's is no exception. It's no exception, no exception. Matt. I'm going to write that one down because that is the best I've ever done it. Yeah, it's great. No, you nailed it. Um, it is customary around these parts that we guess what this show is about based on title alone. And this week... Is no exception. Is no exception. <laughs> uh, we said oh, there that. is an exception. Oh, yeah. Well, usually we read our own guess, which we like to call the dark side guess. We read our own dark side guess. But this week, Matt Rose. <laughs> <laughs> to the occasion. <laughs> Matt. What is my best friend's last name? <laughs> Rose. <laughs> Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt made a suggestion, and we all agreed to it, that we're all going to read each other's Dark Side Guess. I'd call this the Dark Side Guess Mix-Up. Oh, the old switcheroo. (laughs) Well, don't jump too far ahead in this episode. Uh, Who would like to go first? Uh, I can, uh, I'll read, uh, this is Matt Rose's uh, writing. This is his synopsis for (laughs) Their Divided Self. Ang and Chang, conjoined since birth, are the hottest stand-up act in northeasternmost corner of Sioux City, Idaho. After a cursed saucy burrito makes them swap bodies, they go to Madame Clarabelle, the most popular psychic in all of southwestern Sioux City's psychic district. Now it's a race against time, as they have to find seven magic artifacts before sundown, <laughs> or the change will be permanent. Mm. Very nice, Matt. That sounds like the Tomb Raider game I'm playing right now. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. <clears throat> this is Jen Hansen's guess. Their divided self. A family of thieves enlists a warlock to help them pull off the perfect crime. 
steal $6.2 million from the Federal Reserve, all (laughs) appearing to leave the house. (laughs) That was it. Yep. All her appearing to leave the house. All. Without. (laughs) All without appearing to leave leave the the house. house. All without appearing to leave the house. (laughs) Don't edit a moment of that. (laughs) Don't you dare. All without appearing (laughs) to leave the house. A perfect read. I did not dot the I in that, so that does look like Urf not. (laughs) To be fair. To be fair, fair, it does look like Urf not. I did the best I fucking could. Maddie. And with me, I am reading Matt Noss's. All right. Steakums or Manwich? (laughs) A real bang zoom open, if I must say so. Yeah. Right to the heart of the matter. I tried. Keep going. Steakums or Manwich? Steakums or Manwich? <laughs> That's right. I wrote it twice. I could have put X2. A question so nice, you wrote it twice. <laughs> Not even a question. No. Just, <laughs> yes. Two and, products. And, and exclusion. <laughs> what dinner will I feed my family? Said <laughs> <laughs> John Wee. Double play on a divided cell. I didn't even see John Wayne Gacy coming up in there. And bam, second encore. There it is. Wow. You thought it was going to be about the steakums of the man. I did. But then then it turns out it's about a guy who's living a double life named John Wayne Gacy. Oh, unfortunately. unfortunately. What an unfortunate situation that none of these guesses were correct. So, Jen, hit us up with the sweet deeds. All right. We watched season one, episode 16, Their Divided Self. This episode originally aired on February 25th, 1989. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. One stormy evening, Dr. Blackman tries to counsel two successful professional comedians who also happen to be conjoined twins that won't stop bicker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done writing now. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. Bicker done. Not bickering. No. Bicker. That won't stop bicker. Ma, she won't stop bicker at me. The two of you. I don't want more bicker in house. Now you, out, quiet. Now out place. Now go out, out place till dark. Child. Good. I sleep. <laughs> Mom, is your nose bleeding? <laughs> no, goodbye forever. Uh, this episode was directed by Frank De Palma. Uh, he Brian De Palma's Brian De Palma's. Yep. <laughs> Uh, nephews, plural. Nephews, yeah. Uh, he directed uh, not much else. He directed, but he did direct eight episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, including uh, the episode The New Man, It All Comes Out in the Wash, Life Bomb, and The Cassavan Curse. Mm. The writer for this episode is Michael Bishop. He has two credits to his name. This, and he wrote the story for the Tales from the Dark Side episode, Seasons of Belief. Whoa! Huh. Yeah. 
episode stars David L. Lander, uh, famously known uh, as Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. He played James in this episode. He's done a lot of uh, animation voice work uh, since then, but uh, but you don't you don't grow out of Squiggy, guys. Nope, you don't. Unfortunately, no. No, one's a squig. Always one's a squig. Always a squig. Uh, Robert was played by Keith McKechnie. Robert. Uh, I'm sorry, Keith McKechnie has been in a multitude of television movies, including Two Plus Two Equals Murder. Oh, like oh. a Lifetime movie? I guess something? so. Frozen in Love. Marry Me at Christmas. Meteor Assault. Call Me Mrs. Miracle. And Surviving Gilligan's Island, the incredibly true story of the longest three-hour tour in history, where he played Tina Louise's agent. <laughs> So it's a behind the scenes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually would want to see that. I kind of do yeah, too. I kind of do too. Yeah. Uh, Karen Haber played Elegy. Which have you ever heard anyone with no. that no. name? No. 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 I, I I just wrote down Linda Linda Ellerby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen, not a ton of credits, also, but she did appear in My Stepmother Is an Alien and Frankenstein's Great Aunt Tilly. Which is a movie. <laughs> Edie Bird played Velma. Uh, Edie Bird was in Adam's Family Values, Doc Hollywood, and Hell Comes to Frogtown. <gasps> Hell yeah. Comes to Frogtown. That had Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's right. Uh, and Dr. Blackman was played by Rich Hall. Rich Hall was in 53 episodes of Not Necessarily the News, uh, which I used to love as a kid. I didn't, don't know uh, why. Didn't Conan O'Brien also write for... Probably. Yes. Yeah, there were yes, a lot of did. people who uh, who did stuff. He was also on the, uh, for a year, the 84-85 uh, season of SNL, the one with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jim Belushi, Billy Crystal, Martin Short, Harry Shearer. Didn't that have Robert Downey Jr. too? Chris Guest. I think uh, he was the next season. Okay. They, yeah. uh, they fired that whole cast and yeah. they brought in the ringers. Yeah. Hmm. Was he a ringer? He was at that... Rich Hall was kind of untouchable. No, I meant Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, no. When they got rid of like him and Anthony Michael Hall and that whole cast, mm-hmm. um, Norman Michaels wasn't the producer anymore. No, it was Michael... Uh, Michael Shea? Or uh, uh, no. Uh, Whoever the producer was. Oh, d- O'Donohue? Something like that. I'm, yeah, something I'm, like that. I'm not a... I'm not at liberty <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be recorded saying too much about this it's, right. while it's still raw. <laughs> yeah, but it was like they they brought in Billy Crystal and Martin Short mm-hmm. and everybody just to basically save the show. Who's ready to laugh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they brought in all the ringers and then, yeah. you know, the show t- turned out okay. Yeah, it's all right. Uh. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. <laughs> Crispy Critters, my favorite. Oh! Oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Shh, it's starting. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> the door from the Monsters swings wide open. <laughs> And it's a real Beetlejuice pan into a lazy flock of seagulls. <laughs> this, this We open it in a castle in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> and 
by castle, I mean it is clearly a um, like a like a train prop from a train set. It's like HO yeah. scale castle. Lionel Trains <laughs> <Yes>. presents <laughs> Small Town America playset. Yes, but we've got dark check. We've got stormy check. We've got bushes that definitely look like clay. <laughs> check. We are in for one spoopy episode. Spooped to the goops. Yeah. Smoke up, Johnny. We've got we've got two guys on the couch. One of them's smoking, one of them's not. Whole lot of commotion going on. So did you did you guys have an initial reaction to what the two actors looked like? Can join twins because they were sitting too close on the couch. Okay. <laughs> that was that was it basically. Okay. Well, I wrote down flock of seagulls for the one. Oh, for the for Robert. Because the first time they show him, it's a real Dutch angle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he does have like the um, the floop. The floop. He's, he's got a high haircut. I mean, yeah, yeah. But it, it, when I re-saw it, it was definitely not a flock of seagulls. It was very much a late eighties. Yeah, like a job. spiky, yeah, spiky haircut. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that he looked like David Arquette's stunt double from Ready to Rumble. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah, and then um, when I saw Squiggy, I just wrote, Squiggy! Yep. <laughs> That's all you can write. Uh, so they are sitting in their uh, sumptuously appointed sitting room, let's say. and uh, You hear piano playing. Yes, mm-hmm. and Velma is playing piano. Velma is the housekeeper? The uh, maid housekeeper? M- mother figure? Um, yeah, she, yeah, I would say nanny. Okay. I mean, they're they're all adults, but yeah. Well, yeah, but but I, she raised them. She we raised find them. out later in the episode. Yeah, so Velma uh, hears a knock at the door, and she's like, "Hey guys, get up! Mm-hmm. Not gonna get up, you sons of bitches!" So instead, they moo, which I thought was so weird. Did you guys not hear that? I didn't no. hear the moo. You, she says something, and you just hear moo. Are you sure you weren't watching near a cow? <laughs> There might have been. I am positive. If you play it, you will hear. I because they do it. Okay, twice. I just want you to be prepared. If we play it right now and we don't hear a cow, what that means for you? Are you hearing cows, or <laughs> it's, it's, is there? It's back to the hospital for me. Okay, do you have a stalker cow? <laughs> I. I mean, I guess that's possible. I guess it's possible we all have a stalker cow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find out together. All right. Oh, Mr. James, Mr. Robin, they're here. Oh, Lord, I have to find their way tonight. I'm coming, all your ponies. Where was this move? I did not hear a cow. No, it's it's coming. This allergy. The evening has just begun. Velma, this is Dr. Blackman. I was wondering if you'd come, Doctor. I know it's a bit out of your way. Well, I don't normally make house calls, but I'm such a big fan of theirs. Oh, that's nice. Mr. James, Mr. Robert, Miss Energy is here with the doctor. (laughs) They're moping. Okay. 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 Did that not sound like a cow mooing? That is, that definitely sounded like they were. mm, Yeah, I was like, eh. I, I can understand how it was interpreted as a moo. I would have preferred that sound did not happen at all, and you were just losing your mind. <laughs> so let's rewind just a touch. Yeah. Because, oh my God. 
What is her name? Her El- name is Velma. Velma. Oh, oh, no, oh. No, 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 uh, no. Her name El- is Elegy. Robert Paulson. <laughs> her name is Robert Paulson. Uh, her name is Elegy. Elegy. Okay. Guys, when Velma opens the door and I see Elegy for the first time, Elegy, not allergy. When I see allergy <laughs> for the first time, my eyes start to water, my nose starts to run, and all I can think of is Birdland because I am looking at the fucking Manhattan transfer. Yes, she is in a leopard skin jacket, jacket, and, a, and like a mauve dress. We. Need to talk about this dress. Yeah. She is a lot. Mm-hmm. So she has a real um, uh, sue me, sue me, what can you do me yes. vibe coupled with um, Rita Rudner. Rita Rudner and who is the... Oh, I hate playing this game. I thought that she kind of had a Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny vibe. She's got that going on, especially with the dress, because it, yeah. it is a too tight dress. Is it Anne Magnuson? Who's Anne Magnuson? Anne Magnuson, like, um, I know, I mean, I'm trying to think of a role she was in. Wasn't she in that show with Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Richard Richard? Oh, Richard Lewis? Richard Lewis. Wasn't she like the boss in that show or something? Uh, I think she might have been. Yeah, she was in The Hunger. She was in a bunch of stuff in the 80s. I remember her as uh, she had like a bit part in Desperately Seeking Susan. Uh, (laughs) You in that movie, I know. I love it. She was also in Clear and Present Danger as the secretary that gets murdered. She... She has the voice of Adelaide from Guys and Dolls. She does, yes. But she has the look of a modern day Rita Rudner. Yeah. In okay. The, with the outfits of Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Because this mauve dress that she's wearing, I, I was like, this is a bodysuit with buttons and fringe skirts that she's also wearing 90s, like, early late 80s early 90s leggings mm-hmm. yeah on like la gear <laughs> leggings it's, it's a lot there is so much going on their entrance is crazy um it's very chaotic it's like somebody coming in with seven dogs Right, but it's yeah. just one woman in Rich Hall. Yeah, and Rich Hall starring as Garth Marenghi. Yes, 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 very much so. I I felt that he looked like and gives the uh, presentation of a of a real nebbish David Letterman. <laughs> okay, I could see that too. Yeah, like he he, he definitely has that kind of like, all right, stupid pet tricks. Let's. <laughs> Let's do it. Where are you from? Nice drums. All right, here we go. <laughs> the outfit steals the scene for minutes. I am looking at this thing like, what is going on? What is this dress? Yeah. It's I've, I didn't hate it. It was I, just I thought I thought that she looks puzzling. Cute. Guys, I just want a bodysuit of buttons. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> 
I don't understand the timeline of of them being so. So we get to Dr. Rich Hall is very excited to be working with with them. They are having some emotional problems, and uh, he grew up watching them. I maybe I maybe jumping the gun here a little bit. So that's the um, thing. I don't. Did he say I grew up? Watching? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did he grow up watching them when he is clearly ten years older than them? <laughs> there is, I was so woefully confused. So here's the presentation. Elegy is coming in and saying they won't perform anymore, so they need your help, Doc. Right. And it's like you know these showbiz types, but they're actually conjoined twins. Was that these showbiz types? I thought you said showbiz types. These aerobic types yeah. are also showbiz types. And 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 the reveal of the conjoined them being conjoined twins is the act break. That and Robert is vulgar. James is posh. They're conjoined twins. They laugh alike. They talk alike. Sometimes they even block alike. <laughs> you could lose your mind. <laughs> <laughs> the. Only thing I liked about this reveal was the legs. I didn't I notice the legs. I don't know, man. You liked you liked the because the, the legs looked so weird. Like they didn't have three legs, right? They had the two legs. They just had two legs. Okay. And they somehow kind of made it work. Okay. It wasn't great. I think I, didn't I mean even honestly notice it. I think honestly I think what it was is just one of them had two legs in one pant and one of them had two legs in the other and they just kind of hopped, hopped. together. They made it work. Yeah. Because I was You were here for it. I was here for it. I was right. living for them legs. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I am in real life. Well, sure. I'm yeah. just You're living a leg for the, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just living for the legs. Everybody's living for the leg day. Because I think Especially nowadays, we're lost in butt, baby. Yeah, so much butt. <laughs> guys, focus on the legs. They go all the way up to the butt. They go all the way up, and they're just like mm, little drumsticks of, of happiness. Click, clack. Oh, don't get me started. I don't, who I is don't know this? where we're going. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why don't we just I, say that it was the act break, yeah, like Matt like said five ago. fucking minutes <laughs> yeah. ago? He's like, uh, cut. And leave. No, leg jokes, leg jokes, leg jokes. <laughs> we got legs. Knows how to choose. Nope. All right. We'll be back with more transmissions from the what the fuck. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Doing great. Doing great. Oh, welcome to another installment of Sniglets. Now, tonight we're going to introduce some new words into the English language, and it's important that you not only learn these words, but use them in your vocabulary as much as possible. After all, Sniglets are pretty much an ingrained part of our language now, so people will understand when you use a word like script or yinkle. <laughs> now, script is anything that's sat in the same position for at least 50 years, like those bottles of hair tonic you always find in barber shops. A yankle is any person who combs his hair over his bald spot thinking nobody will notice. <laughs> that combination spoon-fork device you find at fast food restaurants is known as a spork. <laughs> this man is furbling. Furbling is the act of having to wander through a maze of ropes at an airport or a bank even when you're the only person in line. <laughs> 
squashed piece of bacon at the bottom of the package is known as the porcus non grata. <laughs> Man handling a milk carton so badly that you're forced to resort to the so-called illegal side is known as lactomangulation. <laughs> well, that's the Snigglets for this month. Thanks for watching. Keep sending them in and watch for the address at the end of the show. By the way, here's a bonus Sniglet. The act of running over a piece of lint or string eight or nine times with a vacuum cleaner, then having to reach over, pick it up, inspect it, and give it one more chance is known as car perpetuation. <laughs>
the line from Squiggy. His, he's explaining how they how they came to live in this house. Uh, their adopted father, Doctor Self, Self, always wanted to adopt a two headed baby. Classic Doctor Want. Yeah. Yeah. No one else knew they existed before uh, their adopted father died, and they were raised by uh, Velma. So many doctors just want to adopt a healthy two-headed baby. Mm-hmm. They're hard to find. Yeah. So Dr. Self really put in the work Yeah. to get these boys. And Velma, uh, d- did we say yet that Velma is, not Velma, I'm sorry, uh, Elegy. Elegy is in love with uh, with both of them. I think she's more in love with uh, with James than she is Robert. But she, but, she but it's insists, a package deal, baby. She insists that she fell in love with them, and Robert keeps saying, "No, you love you love James," and he's like, "No, no, no, I I fell in love with them." Um, yeah, but she kind of has to say that, right? Well, I know, but well, while this is happening, they're they're trying to establish a timeline. And this goes back to what you were talking yeah, about, Jen. That he grew up watching them. That Rich Hall's character, the doctor, mm-hmm. grew up watching them. But then we just established that nobody had seen them until Dr. Self died. Right. Well, they, they say something about grade school later that... Mm, this is a super unnecessarily convoluted timeline. Yeah. And episode. This did not because they loved the bunk bed sketch. Why was Doctor Self? Why was there any talk about their father or them being adopted or anything like that? Yeah, the, it, it's all well because when he died, they had to go to the lawyer, and she That's... was the lawyer's secretary. And but when they say that, I mean, they don't they say even. They met her on the road or something. Yeah, like, you know, I, she was the booking agent. But that was the whole thing: is that their trip, the trip to the lawyer's office, was the first time they ever left the house. So what does that mean? How old were they? Yeah. Uh, twenties, I guess. And how long has she been with them? Uh, well, so we established that she did drugs in the sixties. Yeah. So it's nineteen eighty nine. So that would have that would put her at least forty. Okay, but how long has she been? If if she met them on the day their first day out of the house, and they had to go on to become famous mm-hmm. and tour and everything like that, because you don't just wink, wink, overnight famous, right? Uh, this this timeline is is goofy. Well, Jen, Matt. We're about to have a little section I like to call Ping Pong of the Dum Dums. Because <laughs> these twins cannot cannot help themselves but to daffy duck each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season. <laughs> Fuck you. Eat <laughs> shit. I hope you die. <laughs> oh, I hate that sound. Lavoin. <laughs> I was still really hung up on what sort of doctor he was and why the other people were in the room. I felt like this was just not run in a very like scientific manner. And then I was like, wait, is this supposed to be couples counseling? Because then I could understand why Elegy is in the room. That Yes. That's what I was expecting it to be. But, but, but why would Velma be there? I don't know. Well, Velma lives in the house. 
Yeah, but if yeah, a counselor but you would comes just do in, the, you the would counseling like in like a room. room. Look, man, Velma's part of the fucking family. This is true. Yeah, but when you go to a counselor, do you bring everybody in your family? I have been to counseling where every member of the family was there. Okay, but for every session and for the kickoff and everything, I mean, I've had a session where it's like, oh yeah, bring in your husband. This I, I want to. Oh, okay, that explains a lot now that I've I mean, seen I mean, I did, I did, I, <laughs> I did have every uh, member of the family there. It's it's always great in a session where your therapist just goes, oh, oh okay, all, it's oh. all clinging together. He can go now. now. Yeah, <laughs> I just had to look at him. <laughs> I, I, knew who, I knew who you were with the word hello. <laughs> <laughs> this again is a timeline monstrosity. Yeah. Because if these boys were in their teens mm-hmm. when Dr. Wright died and Velma raised them, that means she just raised teenagers. But according to Velma, you know, maybe she, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Dr. Wright or whatever. Dr. Self. Name, Dr. Self. You have to remember Dr. Self because it's a funny name. When Dr. Self brought these kids home, I mean, he didn't want to raise them. He just wanted a two-headed baby. Yeah, he just, <laughs> good, now I have it. Put yeah, it, they put it in a cage. He's a collector. Yeah. Give me the oddit- oddities. By the way, did Chicken you- in a cage. <laughs> two-headed boy. <laughs> did you know that the Muter Museum was started by Dr. Dr. Self? Self? It's a real, real good Philly reference yeah. for everybody. I've been, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. To what? The Muter Museum. Is uh, that the Museum of Medical Oddities? Correct. It's worth the go. Oh. Uh, I, I the think go. they... I, didn't they have part of Eng and Cheng there? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and the conversation... <laughs> well, we should order. We should order... We should just flag the waitress over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's, yeah, can we just... Yeah. Two-headed baby? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So there's a story about how they proposed. She said no because they weren't working, so she wouldn't marry them. So then they went and became famous sketch artists or possibly on the road. I don't know. They did some comedy Comedians, stuff. Comedians, all that's all I know. Yeah. And, um, and if I didn't say it before, this this episode, again, reminds me that I better take <laughs> my fucking tongue. Look, I don't know what you thought you were doing with your fucking tongue, but if you don't fucking jam that shit in your fucking cheek, firmly in your fucking cheek, and just hey, hey, jackass, mash that ring, ring, hello, tongue. Uh. Where should I be? My cheek. Hey, hey, thanks for the call. Steakums, manwich, steakums, manwich. If you don't put that tongue against your cheek. I have a loaded fucking gun. (laughs) I will murder you and everything you you care about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I didn't get it once I saw Squiggy, I really got it with with everything that happens here. Because um, they want hijinks, but it just comes off as chaos. Yeah. Yeah. and then, and then we get a, uh, a scene that I like to call Punches by David Off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a scent that nobody wanted. No. Well, it's a, it's a form of therapy 
called, uh, Dr. Rich Hall calls it, non-aggressive love, love puppets. puppets. <laughs> who opened up for Face to Face in 97. <laughs> oh, God, they were great. It was Sam I Am, yeah. yeah. non-aggressive love puppets. <laughs> face to Face. He he asks them to show their feelings non-verbally. These two people who have been screaming at each other, presumably for 20 years uh, or more, um, but let's show our feelings non-verbally. I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, wait, I don't wonder what's going to happen because I've seen the Three Stooges before. <laughs> well, so one thing I liked before the, the non-aggressive love puppets is um, <laughs> the uh, James started to mock Robert, but in a different voice. And he goes, I hate that accent. And he goes, it's not an accent. It's an affectation. <laughs> Hey, they got a winner. Yeah. They got a winner yeah. in. At this point, so they are now beating the shit out of each other. They're falling Bloody the noses, blood coming yeah. from the mouth. Yeah. Uh, and Elegy has had enough. She is leaving. Hey, don't, don't. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, she put the coat on and she walked yeah. out the door. <laughs> 500 light years from Birdland and I'm still feeling the rhythm. Well, that's how she leaves. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if, you do, if you do a bass line, don't expect me to know what it is. I was letting it breathe. I, I, wanted to, I was going to, let's do the whole thing. You know? The weather report shows up. <laughs> Zombies and Chaco Pistorius. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, that is, uh, that is the act break. Uh, that is the act break. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Why did it take you so long to try Steakum all beef sandwich steaks? I thought it was expensive. It's under 50 cents per portion. I didn't realize it's pure beef. Pure beef. I did not know if it tasted good enough for me. It tastes good enough for me. I didn't think this one box of Steakum sandwich steaks would give me so many big hot sandwiches. If you're not trying Steakum now, what's keeping you? Steakum, you've got to try it. <laughs> you know what I didn't know? That it would give you so many big hot sandwiches. <laughs> They're just one box of Steakums. Was going to give me so many big hot, hot sandwiches. I didn't have. That's like that Martini and Rossi Asti Spumanti commercial that uh, Pat Oswalt talks about. I don't know that one. The whipping around at the party asking everybody, why are you drinking Martini and Rossi? And it's like, because he. Said he'd call me back, and he called me back, and because it's Tuesday, it's like all of these <laughs> shitty reasons for drinking shitty, shitty wine, champagne. shitty champagne. Yeah, you know what uh, surprises me the most is that How I got so many hot sandwiches out of one box. Out of one box. I mean, the real beef. <laughs> I mean, so many hot beef sandwiches in my mouth. I couldn't believe how many hot, smoking, enormous beef loads I could take in the mouth. You know, I thought to myself, how many beef torpedoes can, <laughs> can this mug take? 
And then I just shoved these goddamn beef sandwiches into my gullet. Flap after flap. I just, oh, every moment a nightmare. And just... (laughs) I just wake up in a pile of sweat and grease, just covered in steakums. Just dazed. What happened? And then Uh, I got to start again because the box is still fucking half full. Because for some reason I wrote on, I got a tattoo on my arm that says, do it again. (laughs) I can never remember the night before. Steakums. Steakums. (laughs) After spending the first three hours of the morning in the bathroom, I'm ready for round two. Steakums. We really could pitch some commercials here. No, I think we're really nailing it. Uh, Nothing washes down a steakum like a martini and Rossi. (laughs) After I've finished a steakum, I like to wash it down with another steakum. If you think about the best, you know, like combinations, peanut butter and jelly, Mm. you know. Yeah. Salt and pepper. Chocolate and peanut butter. Steak them and steak them. <laughs> I just wish... Steak and um. I just wish there was a way to feed my family of 16. Oh, well, let me give you a quick heads up. Mm. It's 50 cents abortion. <laughs> We're talking eight cool American dollars. And one box feeds an entire family? Well, you can get these meat torpedoes aimed directly at sinking hunger. hunger. Just talking about steakums is making me... is making me fart. Good night, everybody. This is the last episode. We really didn't have much more to give anyway. I mean, what else do you want from a podcast? You wanted us to hold it together? Oh, I love that show. They laugh too much. (laughs) Oh, and we're back. Let's land this plane. Yeah. There's not much more left. There really isn't. I mean, and there's not much to talk this about. Was, this was a 12-minute episode that got stretched to 22 minutes. Yeah. This is an anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you hear about the conjoined twins that killed their doctor? No, let's have steakums. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real double indemnity. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so they're, they're back to fighting. Elegy has left. Uh, Velma breaks them up. Uh, and they have exhausted themselves with this Well, yeah, fight. they were, they were choking each other and, uh. Because they share the, a pair the, of lungs, apparently. <laughs> the, the doctor, the medical professional, just kind of watched them kill each other. And then Velma breaks them up and is like, stop it. And the doctor just kind of stares and says, like, I don't get it. I think he's a doctor like Dr. Laura is a doctor. <laughs> or Dr. Feelgood is a yeah. doctor. <laughs> or Dr. Pepper. Right. <laughs> uh, but so she explains that they have one pair of lungs. Yeah. So if they're choking each other. They have to work yeah, together. They're to actually going to be killing each yes. other. Yeah. Uh, so the it cuts to them in bed. And it's she North tells City, the doctor, yeah, to to help me put them to bed, 
which is a weird thing to. Hey, help me put it in a bed. Yeah. You take care of it. Oh, and then uh, and the doc just wants to, yes, Snore City, USA. And the doctor just wants to watch them sleep for a while. And dictate into <laughs> dictate oh. into his recorder. His possible book title. Yo. Who wants to read it? <sighs> do it, I'll, I'll do. He's not much, but he's all I have. Baby. <laughs> why was the baby in there? I, I, and why was it so delayed? This was this was not a. Uh, he's not much, but he's all I have, baby. Also, that, th- there was a delay there. Also, why wasn't the book called "Their Divided Self"? That uh, well, uh, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> they named the episode that. So hang, they... hang on, let me finish this, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, she's, that's a whole hoagie. <laughs> I'll put that in the Muter Museum. <laughs> I'm an oddity. Um, so, uh, uh, which James wakes up? Yeah, James yeah. wakes up. Squiggy. And he asks, uh, I have a metaphysic- metaphysical question. It's not, it's a, not metaphysical a metaphysical question. question. It's just a medical question. Yeah. Uh, what happens if one of us dies? And the doctor gives his sound medical opinion of, I don't know, I guess you wouldn't last that long. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Cool story. Thanks. Uh, then we have another 20 minutes of cat on a hot tin roof. Uh, <laughs> just just this back and forth, fun, fun bickering. Uh, and then he's like, hey, guys, stop. Come with me to Boston. I think with with day-on-day treatment, uh, we'll really make progress. Bicker, 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 bicker. Um, Look, I'll treat It'll you be free of charge. Free of charge. Free of charge? Now, aren't they both like fucking fucking loaded? Rich? Yeah. Yeah. Why is it free of charge? It is like so it's like saying free hamburgers to Wimpy. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I can't believe I got so many beef sandwiches from one pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh and the doctor's like, yeah, come on, we'll go. Uh, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for me. Good for good you. Good for you. Well, yeah, I'm thinking of maybe writing a book. Uh, I've got a great title. Book. He's just as two, or he's, he's more, more two-faced, two-faced than, than we are. are. How is he two-faced? I don't know. He what that just, just when you're you transparent about it, the answer would just be no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not. Well, uh, okay. Then I will charge you and be bound by patient doctor confidentiality. Well, they're like, um, let's murder him. Let's just take yeah. this right to eleven. Well, and they just they go full on one of us, one of us. And don't worry, Rich Hall is a great actor, <laughs> so he's definitely going to react like a real person would re- react with fear and with fear and trying to get out of there very and, quickly and not just pratfall after pratfall. Well, well, you know, I mean, how many quips can a man about to die have? <laughs> Oh, that base. I hope it wasn't expensive. Oh, you're getting out your dad issues. No, this is good. Come to me. Come to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm your dad. Here we go. Oh, yay. And there is a literal zwing sound. (laughs) It happens multiple times that they throw in the cartoon zing sounds while they throw him around the room. They did it earlier in the episode when Robert was picking his nose. Oh, God. 
boogers. Well, yeah, yeah, basically. Zwing. I mean, they didn't need much in the fart noise budget because Robert could already do it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it. Uh, long story short, they somehow have superhuman strength, and they pick him up over their head and throw him off the balcony with a. Yeah, and <laughs> they're back downstairs playing piano. Together uh, Velma, again. Velma walks in, calls them out for murder. Yeah. And they're just like, eh. Uh, they say uh, they don't throw celebrities in jail, only normal, normal people. people. And then and they, then they uh, and laugh. Oh, no, and then they pull out a copy of the Bill of Rights and <laughs> they jerk off onto it. And I was like, what is going on? And then, like, Velma's just like, oh, I got to film this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, she brings out a Super 8 camera. And then Rich Hall uh-huh. isn't dead. Uh-huh. He's a zombie now. Uh-huh. He comes in and he's just like, I'm gonna eat that like a steak. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, and? Uh, yep. And then Elegy comes back and she's like, "You boys are crazy." Uh-huh. The end. John Wayne Casey shows up. There he, there he is. Um, I thought they were saying they were going to set her up for the murder. I I didn't get that. I did not read that. I I thought that that's why they started cackling at the end because they were both looking at her. They don't put celebrities in jail, only normal people. And they looked at her because she was the normal person who was going to get blamed for this murder. I I didn't just because they've always relied on her. I mean, to be fair, who was going to do any of the work around that house? Not them. Yeah, they did just throw a man out a window for trying to write a book. So I don't know how logical. Well, they um, seemed they seemed pretty grounded now. Yeah. Matt, could we hear that Steakums commercial again? Of course. Great, you, thanks. Of course you can. You think I can't have a Steakums commercial? I mean, maybe we should switch it up to a Manwich commercial though. Uh we we could. I just I just want to I just Why did it take you so long to try Steakum all beef sandwich steaks? I thought it was expensive. It's under 50 cents per portion. I didn't realize it's pure beef. Pure beef. More excited. I did not know if it tasted good enough for me. It tastes good enough for me. I didn't think this one box of Steakum sandwich steaks would give me so many big hot sandwiches. If you're not trying Steakum now, what's keeping you? Steakum. You've got to try it. Have you guys ever had Steakums? Oh, Matt used to have Steakums They're in delicious. his house. Are they? They're fucking delicious. I've never had a Steakum, but I've had Spam, and like Spam was was great. So here's the thing with a Steakum. The way that they present it is as if it's a piece of steak. Mm-hmm. No. That is a lie. It's like pressed meat, right? <laughs> it's like Spam, but like you, shaved. You get a shaved piece of ribeye, mm-hmm. which is whisper thin, mm-hmm. that, they cre- that they freeze over... Like a hamburger-esque patty. Okay. Oh. And then you you fry that up, but it does. It tastes more like. Um, so it's like a laminate meat. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. It has a thin veneer. Okay. Uh, that covers the internal. Okay. Hamburger, I guess. Okay. That's the um part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you making a- steakums with you and Dougie and Timmy. We loved them. Yeah. We. we I mean. I couldn't believe I got that many hot sandwiches out of a single <laughs> hot. 
We I, we never had the box. We might have brought off-brand steakums. Yeah. Because ours were always frozen. Um, like bags. Kind well, of it was like, um, you know, that styrofoam tray that you'll get. Yeah. And then they were just frozen. But it was like paper separating mm-hmm. them. And we liked them. I can taste them. <laughs> and taste it right now. I can bring the taste of a steakum back to my mouth. That's Anytime. my superpower. <laughs> Oh, Jen, give us a scale. Oh, God. Well, I guess, is there anything that we would fix with this episode? Uh, I would... uh, Just not film. I would lower the price, like, a little bit of Steakums. (laughs) I still think 50 cents per portion portion is is, is a little high for... But, I mean, they don't even tell you what a portion of Steakum is. Is it one of those sheets? Because, obviously, one of those sheets did not make a full sandwich. No, I feel like you would need, like, two or three sheets to, like, yeah. fill that sandwich. Guys, Matt, how many sandwich sheets made a sandwich? Truly, it was, like, three. Really? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm yeah. saying. And then, like, what else went into these sandwiches? So, all right. Well, that's true, because then how much are you paying for bread? Yeah, well, bread and then, well, that like, bread they that they show in the commercials. Onions. Yeah. Is like a beautiful French. That yeah. is a great French roll, and for it to be like sixty and second food, but then you're putting caramelized onions on it. You're gonna yeah, sit you're, in that. You're gonna sit there and sweat those onions, my friend. For right. yeah, you're you're in this thing twenty five minutes. Right. Yeah. Why <laughs> Why would you get a steakum for all the effort no, you're putting you can, in? If you're gonna just fucking chip beef, yeah, yeah. just buy a cheap. Fro- just have them cut. Any steak, yeah, in the in the shave sheets. it, yeah, just freeze and shave it. <laughs> Fucking steakums. <laughs> it's the so Catalina all- wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all come down though firmly on the side of steakum versus manwich. Is that what we're saying? Well, I don't think we saw oh, the manwich oh. commercial. Because I had a lot of manwich. I mean, I think it was just Ursat's manwich. I think my mom would just wasn't manwich just like sloppy joe. It was sloppy yeah, joe. Yeah, it's a sloppy joe. But sauce. here's the thing that you need to know about a manwich, Matt. Is that a sandwich is a sandwich, sandwich, but a manwich, manwich is means a meal. like a meal. <laughs> I I haven't eaten meat in like thirty years, guys. So you'll have to forgive me. I wonder if you could make. It, I wonder if manwich is vegetarian. I don't want no ham and cheese. I want something hot and hearty. I want a man which please. Don't feed me the baloney. <laughs> I want a man which please. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking turkey. I want a bigger D. Don't feed me just a sandwich. I want a man which please. Oh, don't feed me no baloney. I want a man Remember, like, when this used to be entertainment? On TV? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When it's dinner time and time's tight. I just brown some ground beef and have a manwich night. Mom's working late and you've got to feed them right? We just brown some ground beef and have a manwich night. Your team's played all day and hasn't had a bite. Mom just browned some ground beef. Manwich night. Hunt's manwich with tomatoes. The heavyweight champion is crazy as about books. <laughs> I don't think you could fix this episode. No. no. It's... It- I think that is the mediocre. It's fine. I think that's the big thing with monsters compared to tails. Yeah, is that you pretty much would have to redo it whole cloth. Yeah, I I think the idea now. I mean, even in 1989, that the monster is a two-headed is 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 a conjoined twin. twin. Yeah, it's it's a little ooky. Yeah, I. Ah, it doesn't. Yeah, Yeah. I I I don't know what they could have done to 
fix this episode. I guess they could have made it funnier, but I I mean, I I, I said this to you earlier that I I thought that Squiggy did what he could with what he was given. I thought you told me that privately. I'm sorry. Thank you. Well, it's you didn't have to keep the secret. I. (sighs) All right. Jen. Give us a scale. Yeah, let's just end this. Uh, all right. <laughs> scale of one to ten. Books called. He's not much, but he's all I have. Baby. A four. Four. Yeah, four. There you go. <laughs> Choke <laughs> on it. <laughs> hey, have that hot beef sandwich. Yeah. I can't believe how many hot beef sandwiches I got. Ah. Uh. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter. Our email is T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you there. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, guys, did I forget anything? Mm, try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.